Oh man, it's so good to be together today. Uh, I woke up early this morning, which was kind of funky because I didn't have to. And uh, I had two cups of coffee, some little bouncy today. And it just feels good. I mean, it, it does. It feels good. And um, I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad we're here together. Uh, this is kind of one of those weeks that church kind of goes nuts. And with good, good uh, reason, church kind of goes nuts this week because a week from today is Easter. And Easter isn't just about eggs and bunnies and bonnets and uh, little white patent leather shoes. Easter's about Jesus and resurrection from the dead. Duh, right? The church of God, we, we get that. We know that. But, but Palm Sunday is one of my favorites because it's about a parade. And I like parades. It's just fun. Uh, it, 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 there's an, anticipation going up to it. There's anticipation and joy during it. There's, uh, you never know what's going to happen during the parade. And uh, actually, a year ago, I was in the Rose Parade. And, uh, you know, it was pretty cool. That, that's me on the front right there, dressed up as Moses. Now, isn't that fantastic right there? I just look great. That's the best picture of me you'll see in quite a while. That's pretty good. And I had to carry the Ten Commandments because Moses brought them down from Mount Sinai. This is the actual Ten Commandments from the Rose Parade. And, uh, very, yeah, one arm. Well, I'm kind of buffed and I'm kind of tough. Where's Logan? Logan, here, hold on to these there, cowboy. See, check that out. Whoa, Logan, come on, man. That's, come on, dude. It's kind of heavy. It takes kind of a, you know, a Moses type guy to do it. So, so when you're on the Rose Parade, uh, you got to get there early. And, and I don't mean like early, like, oh, dude, I got up at 7 and had coffee today. I mean like early, like 3 30, 4 o'clock. It's freezing cold up in Pasadena. And they line you up uh, on, 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 on the side streets. And then one guy goes like this, and your float moves out, and then he stops the next float, and the band moves in. And it's just, I mean, it's very elaborate, and they're not very nice. It's not like, Moses, could you please, you know, like, hey, you, Lutherans, next, go. Like, dude, okay, do you know I'm Moses? Just shut up. I got Noah with me and Jesus. Jesus is on this float, so you better calm down. (laughs) And uh, it's just funny. But uh, the coldest morning I've ever had in my life. And I've been ice fishing on a lake in northern Minnesota, and, um, and, and I'm on, this, on the front of that float, there's a little bit of, bit of picture of me. I knew you were going to want That's Again, that's me right there. <laughs> that's so funny. Was, and Jesus, this is Jesus. In case you wondered if Jesus that's Jesus, and Mary and the baby Jesus and all that. So, so we had Jesus twice? That's not right. So the parade is really cool when you're on a float, but you see it from a whole different perspective when you're in it than when you're on it, uh, than, and when you're, when you're on the sides. And my family likes to go up occasionally, not every year, because it gets a little crazy up there. And if we're feeling adventurous, we'll go up, and we go to a hill in Colorado and eat Swenson's Bakery stuff and drink coffee and be with all the crazy people. But when you're in the parade, it's a whole different perspective. Um, you, you, you see the, the, the high-end homes up there on the west side of Pasadena, and then you drive up to Sierra Madre Boulevard, and you see uh, a, a whole different thing, people living under the viaduct of the 210 freeway and, and that whole thing. But the parade itself is phenomenal, and it's uh, an, an elaborate work that helps us celebrate the new year and, and, and get into it and get ready for the football game and, and all of those things. 
But I'll never forget the experience of finishing at Victory Park and, and being frozen basically from the hips down. And the guy, again, they weren't very nice. He comes up to me and he barks at me. He says, you need to get off the float now. And I'm like, dude, I can't feel my legs. And he goes, you need to get off the float because they need to move it and park it and put it over here. I'm like, you know, a hundred things going through my mind's eye. One, I'm living on one cup of coffee. Two, I haven't gone to the bathroom in five hours. Three, you know, it's got a hundred you know, comments that would come back. And so I, I, I said, would you help me? At which case he walked away. I took one step and fell off the front end of the float. Yeah. Ten Commandments went flying. The, uh, the beard had a big white beard. That went flying. And, and I thought, that's kind of interesting. You went through the whole parade and then you fell off the float. And and there was something in that for me, something to reflect and, and think about. I wonder about life and the, the, the parade of our life and how that works and, 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 and what that's kind of like sometimes for us when, when, when we're on our way to this and that and, and, and we think we have our life all figured out and then all of a sudden things stop and we crash out. And I wonder if this week is a week to reflect on that. One of the things that, uh, that, that, that I struggle with in our Lutheran tradition is we say, I think and I know. And we say that a lot. If you just know this, if you just think this way, everything's going to be fine. And you know what? That's not really true. If you were to have a quiz between the, the demons in hell and your basic Lutheran person, and they were to do just facts of the Bible in Jesus' life, the demons would probably beat your pastor on that because the facts and knowledge of the faith, they got figured out. What they don't have that we have is faith in Jesus Christ that pierces to the soul. It's not about checking off the boxes of I know this and I know this and I know this and I know this. It's about holding Jesus in faith in your soul. That's the difference between knowing God here and knowing God here. And this week allows us to reflect a little bit for, for one week out of the year, and maybe we get another one at Christmas time, to really jump out of the parade of life and kind of suspend that motion a little bit and join Jesus in his parade to the cross. I think it's an opportune time to talk about that because the difference between a parade and a riot is what? Maybe this week we don't even know. It feels to me in America that we're in this closed system and someone somewhere is just pushing more air into the system. There's a fatigue and I feel it when I get up to preach and I see it when I'm with people. I was in a big crowd last night and people just look tired. This is a piece from the rally rally in Chicago that turned into a riot last week. Lots of people like a parade. The difference between a riot and a parade is intent, I think. Maybe order. And I wonder what you're holding in your soul as you go on the parade path of your life for 2016. What's going on that you're thinking about maybe that creates this riotous feeling in your soul. 
Maybe you're a little bit into the year, you're, you're 90 days into 2016, and you're saying, you know what, I am so tired and so worn out. I've worked my rear end off, and all I have to show for it is this. Some people do their taxes. We're in the season of that, right? Some people do their taxes. and I worked so hard in 2015 for this, and I'm tired and stressed and worn out. My wife wants to scratch my eyes out, my kids I don't even recognize, and this is what I got. The difference between a parade and a riot, between a life lived on a treadmill and a life lived on a path with God and Jesus Christ. I think about that stuff. I reflect and meditate on the path and the track that I've chosen and taken in my own life. And I want to invite you through this week to do the same thing. Not to make the checklist off, okay, check Easter eggs, check peeps, check big, huge Reese's peanut butter cup egg that's 4,000 calories but tastes fantastic. That you could actually take a tablespoon and scoop the peanut butter out with. It's anecdotal. I read that. I wouldn't know that personally. (laughs) Where are you headed in your life? Where are you going on the path of your life? And how's the journey going for you? You feel like you've got that rose parade thing going on and maybe you get to the end and you're like, ugh. Or maybe you feel like your life has got this riotous peace going on. We've said this morning about 200 times the word Hosanna. Marvelous Hebrew word, Hosanna. Lord, save. Lord, save us. Lord, save us now. The people of Israel were freaking out. They'd watch Jesus do all of this stuff. They'd, 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 they'd watched him heal, uh, heal the sick, and they watched him raise the dead in Bethany. They, they watched all this stuff go on. And so when his entourage comes into Jerusalem, people are freaking out. And it's not the, 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 the crazy people in the temple and those things that are, that are jacked up and fired up about this. It's the, the women and the kids who at that point in culture were kind of a subset of all the big tough men. And they came with palm branches on the road saying, Lord, save now. Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. A marvelous parade to welcome the king, to welcome the king into Jerusalem. I love that story. I love it because it's got motion to it. It's not a matter of them sitting in an amphitheater. It's a matter of movement. This is from Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 11. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples saying, go to the village ahead of you and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Tell him the Lord needs it and will send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street, tied it at a doorway As they untied it, some people standing there asked, what are you doing untying that colt? They answered as Jesus told them to do, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who shouted followed, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 
Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went to the temple. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. When it rains on your parade, look up rather than down. Without the rain, there would be no rainbow. And that's a picture of G.K. Chesterton, who is crazy. But if you Google, G- he looks crazy. But if you Google G.K. Chesterton, you'll find marvelous, marvelous quotes about, about the faith. When it rains on your parade, look up rather than down. Without the rain, there would be no rainbow. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Maybe there is rain on your parade in 2016. As a congregation, it's been an absolutely phenomenal about 90 days. The blessings, the, the, the people, the, the ministry we've had. And yet there's been some illnesses and some sicknesses and some deaths in our congregation that have just been very, very painful. And I think that's a little bit of rain on the parade. When a family is cruising down the right path and things are cooking and then all of a sudden the float stops and they fall off because grandma has cancer or grandma dropped dead. I think sometimes it's really tough when you're, when you're moving on the parade and, and things are going really well and all of a sudden you have a diagnosis and you're like, whoa, 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 wait. I'm healthy, I'm young, I'm vital, I'm good and I've got all this stuff and I can't... And And it rains on your parade, look up rather than down, because without the rain, there would be no rainbow. And sometimes in those struggling moments when the parade seems to stall are the moments for the greatest reflection. The opportunity to pause presents itself. And instead of retrenching and saying, well, this is what I got to do, sometimes we can just sit in that moment and say, God, what are you teaching me? God, how are you growing me? God, how am I seeing you more clearly? Because I am weak and hurting. For us guys, that's so painful because we fix things, right? That's what we do. Well, you know, the table is wobbling in the backyard. I'll fix it. Well, you know, you got to get the garage and this is, well, I'll fix it. Sometimes it's hard as a guy when you can't fix it. Sometimes when we slow down, we really struggle with who we are, where we're going, and how we're getting there. And so this week provides an opportunity not to retrench and dig new foxholes, but an opportunity to refocus and see the parade route again upon which Jesus is leading us and finding meaning in life and in those broken moments of life and seeing where God and His love and His grace brings healing and hope and glue to relationships. I think one of the things that makes the Christian faith unique is the opportunity to look philosophically at struggling moments rather than to try to fix them right away and say it'll all be okay and kind of put frosting on some gross thing that you got to eat and you say, well, it tastes gross and it's nasty, but at least it's got frosting on it. Sometimes the rawness of life allows us to experience a merciful God who shaves off edges 
and calls us back into following after him on the parade route of life. The Via Dolorosa is the, 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 the path upon which Jesus went to the cross. I love that. It's, Via Dolorosa means the way, obviously, of sorrows, the way of, of sorrows. And what I like about being a Lutheran is that we get that. We get that on Tuesday night's Night of Hope. We get that when people are divorced, it's hurting, and, and there's not just an answer and a quiz. We get on Tuesday nights when our step studies meet and people are working through their addictive pieces and working through their, their, their recovery. We get it because we have a God who, who went the way of sorrows. We, we, we know what it's like to be broken people. And we know that God deals with that brokenness in Jesus Christ because Jesus went the way of sorrows. Jesus was not transported in a balloon somehow miraculously at God's side and he just kind of showed up and said, yeah, I got it all done. Jesus came and experienced the best and the worst of humanity in his parade. And the worst of it came on Friday night, where finally hanging on a cross, having walked all the way up the road of sorrows from the temple to the cross, where finally Jesus has cried out in a loud voice, Eloa, Eloa, laba sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And in that struggle and in that forsakenness, God comes to us and says, I experienced the brokenness and the pain in my parade. And I'm with you in the brokenness and the pain of yours. Not to judge and criticize. Maybe not even necessarily to fix right away. But sometimes just to come alongside. And say, through this narrow point, I am with you. And through this painful peace, I'm God enough for you and this. And maybe it's going to be okay in a year or 30 days or when I see you home, but you'll never have to walk that way of sorrows again because I made my way up that road, Jesus says to you today. Who are you? Where are you going? And how's the parade of your life? Three great questions to think about this week as you do the things getting ready for Easter. Things you can talk about with your spouse, with your children, with your friends. Who am I? Where am I going? And how's that working for me? This is a picture of a map of Hancock, Minnesota. This is the county they're in. And Hancock, Minnesota, the, I'll just put it this way. The whole, uh, the whole city of Hancock could fit right in here with probably a few seats to spare. Um, it's, it's not the middle of nowhere. It, it's right by Benson and Morris. And it's on the, there's a Clontarf Road that goes. I mean, it's, it's got its, you know, it's cool. Hancock's claim to fame, among other things, is has one of the largest dairies you've ever seen. There's like 12,000 cows or something. It's just surreal. Four stories of grain and stuff. It's just unreal, the amount of cows and, and that kind of stuff. But every July 4th, Hancock has a parade. And the parade is the cutest little thing you've ever seen. Guys bring their antique tractors out of their garage, and they hang out. And, 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 and the tractors aren't the, the, the push the button and go... 
They're the pop, 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 They belch this black smoke and you're covered in oil. It's just the coolest thing in the world. And it's one of those things where like California, there's liability if you throw stuff off the float. Right, if you throw candy off the Jesus float at the Lutheran Armed Ministries, they're going to go, "Oh my gosh!" And you could even say, "But the Lord called us and has provided, you know, like the feeding of the five thousand. He provided millions of pieces of candy for the people. The 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 people for the float would say, "Sorry, Jesus, you're off the float. I don't care how much candy you got. You're you're done." But in the in the Hancock parade, all bets are off. They throw candy out there, good farm candy like Smarties and uh, now and later's, all that. It's, it's just fantastic. It's the funnest parade you've ever seen. And it's short. And it's homey. And it's not really professional. It's not really lined up. But people are nice. And the barbecue afterward is phenomenal. Because the beef comes right out of the barns days before. The difference between that parade and maybe the rose parade is a difference of intensity and purpose purpose of the rose parade used to be to have fun i'm pretty sure now it's to make money and advertise the goal of the july 4th parade in hancock is to be together in community to encourage and bless to laugh and have a good time to get your farmer tan on before things get intense in august and uh, september and picking your corn and beans. It's about community and people gathering together to one another's side and saying, even in this town of 400 people, I'm here for you. I like that parade because that parade reminds me of church. We're all on the way to see Jesus. We're all on the pathway to heaven. And sometimes we got to slow up and say, hey, let's go together on this. I'm, I'm feeling good right now, and I see you're down, so I'm going to take you with me. Let's go. Sometimes the thing breaks down, and, and, and we got to get the people in to fix it and get it going, and, and, and then the parade picks up again. Sometimes we have those enormous celebrations like we're going to have next week. It's homey, warm, because it speaks to the heart and soul inspires us, motivates us to keep on keeping on in the parade of our lives. I love the little phrase that says, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Seems to me that's the essence of Christianity, how much God cares for us in Jesus. And it seems to me it's just the essence of being the body of Christ in the world is caring for and reaching out to people who are on that same parade route as you and me.